So hello everyone and welcome to the next Catributor podcast. Uh, Saf, do you want to introduce yourself? Oh, only if you insist. <laughs> Hi guys, I'm Lord Zath. Uh, I'm a North American uh, community contributor. And uh, yeah, I've been playing this game since uh, closed beta weekend, which is right after the alpha test and right before the closed beta. You know, Macalite is like always. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, everybody is probably expecting it, but today's topic will start will be about let's call it recent events. Sure. Which, and yep. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, yeah, which all kinda started to get kicked off with the the so-called summer event or summer sale, right? Uh, basically, what they did is they had huge doubloon packages, I think, on discount. And then they sold uh, gambling crates with a chance to get the camo. They just forgot to tell everyone that it was only a chance. Yes. Yeah, this is what kicked off the latest round of miscommunication. And this time it appears it was a genuine one because of the way they had set up their translation chain. Uh, well, that seems to have just... It seems to have snowballed into a whole thing generally, but I think for for a lot of people, like, this isn't stuff that's coming out of the blue. It's not one specific thing necessarily that's sparked dissatisfaction. So that's kind of where it started, and then now where yeah. we're at is however many DCs have decided to quit the program, including mm. myself and ATAP at this point. <laughs> Yeah. But we're still cat-tributors. De definitely. Cat-tributors? Cat yeah, that's that? the official name of the podcast, yes. with the community cat-tributors. I, I noticed that. Okay. We are slightly cat-themed, so you're in the right I, place. I mean, that's perfectly fine. Um, as a matter of fact, here, there's my cat. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. There we go. See? See? <laughs> Ready to go. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, as you mentioned, Chennai, so basically it seems that Wargaming first translates their messages from Russian to English, and then they use the English as basis for all the other translations. So if there's an error in the first translation, then it just keeps getting passed down. And that's how we ended up with so many like languages all having the same error. But that just shows me that there isn't like enough, I guess, of a quality control or backups or whatever, right? They basically made an error that kind of violated the law. Like they violated consumer protection laws by false advertising what the product is. And I feel like this isn't, I mean, on the one hand, it's it's a human error. But on the other hand, like, if your error breaks the law, you might need better controls to stop exactly that from happening, right? Like the, the excuse, ah, oh, uh, sorry, probably doesn't fly in front of a judge. So maybe it shouldn't fly in front of the community. That... Yeah, I mean... It generally is considered to be a bit of a no-no if you substantively change the description of, like, if the description you change, like, is is changing the nature of the product, then I'm pretty sure in, in quite a lot of countries that's that's considered to be, you know, at least fine-worthy. And uh, it's the sort of thing that you really want to get right and make sure you're not 
making a mistake with, but in this case, Wargaming didn't. It's, it's kind of not the first time that this has happened, but I feel like it's not quite as bad as the whole thing we had with, with Makarov's and the, the, the preference list uh, at, at last Christmas when uh, it, was all, it was a deliberate decision to basically omit mm -hmm. that on the assumption that people would just remember it from previous years. And of course, people won't necessarily have been around for previous years. And even if they did remember that bit of information from previous years, they might have assumed that it changed for this year, only mm -hmm. you know, it hadn't. Uh, so yeah, we kind of we kind of have a bit of a running history of of these sorts of errors at wargaming at this point. It's it's definitely not new, and it's it's just kind of more disappointing every time when it does happen again. Yeah, you get the feeling you're like, all right, you, you know, you've already you've already told us this has happened. Why is it why is it happening again? What what are you doing that is enabling it to happen again? Or what are you, you know, not doing that's enabling it to happen again? More specifically, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, they never share, like, well, they say something like, yeah, we are going to improve communications. But they never, like, they never detail a plan. They never, they're like, okay, these are the steps that we've taken. There is absolutely no transparency. There is just some words, yeah, it won't happen again. And then it happens exactly that again. And then they're like, yeah, but we will do better next time. It's like, you know... uh if they actually care about changing things, then why aren't they communicating anything that they are doing? Stop it from happening again. Right, right, and and that's what you that's what you want to see, right? As as a player, and I'm not even just talking about as a community contributor or somebody who's who's uh, working with you know wargaming in a, in a closer level. Even as a player, what do I want to see? I want to see that the company is taking steps X, Y, and Z to make sure that ABC doesn't happen again. Right. I want to see, mm -hmm. you know, if it's if it's not, you know, necessarily money, it's it's assets. Right. We, we're we're creating a team that's going to work through this or we've added a step like you were talking about with the process of translation. We're adding a step in the process of translation. It is going to first go towards a team of English and native speakers to read and vet and, and ask for their feedback, et cetera, et cetera. Then it moves on like something as simple as that would have been like, hey, cool. All right. You know, like. They're, they're making this change. That's good. Yeah, we definitely have, I think, as CCs collectively for a while felt like sometimes the explanations we do get are not particularly convincing or sufficient or in detail. Sometimes there are reasons for that. You know, these are people with other jobs other than just answering our questions all day long, uh, but sometimes it's quite important stuff, and you do you do wonder how how these same kinds of errors keep happening because yeah we get these we get these promises that, that it's it's, it's going to be better from now on, but then you know actions speak louder than words, and the, those promises are kind of rendered not particularly meaningful, right? And so we kind of end up where we are now, where. Uh, everyone's just a bit frustrated, really. Mm hmm Well, I think it's also important to keep in mind that, uh, you know, a, a lot of the, the recent events that are going on that's happening over a weekend when people aren't supposed to be working, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, and, and also, you, you mentioned, you know, 
trying to, to make a change. We all know that change sometimes can take time to implement, but at least tell us, right? This is what we want to happen. This is what we're trying to make happen. Um, you know, and here's the steps that we see are, are necessary to take, and this is what we're trying to do. At least give us that. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, then besides all of that, since we've started with those crates, it's it's a very uh, lazy or weird way, I feel like, to do a summer event. Like, last year we had, like, the amazing Atlanta camo or something where they, like, put effort into something, and I think that, well, there was, like, you could earn it, I think, right? Submission change or something, and like this, so. this year it's we we just give you cheaper doubloons and we give. And the thing about those those camo crates, right? You aren't even getting a ship out of it. You're getting a camo out of it, maybe for a ship you don't even own. So and it's only a chance. So you have a chance to get something that you mm. might not even be able to use. Like that 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 that's just such a stupid system. Well, it just means you have to go and buy a ship, right? Oh yeah, that I mean def definitely, definitely. <laughs> it um, does it, definitely feel like they've gone out of the way to find uh, I, I won't call it low effort exactly, but it's basically monetizing remonetizing stuff that's already in the game through a different mechanic. I think the hard part is that a lot of players, a lot of viewers and on your channels, my channels, they don't necessarily know what we know about all of these different camos and all these different ships. Oh, I just saw a Kekko yeah. Um And a as a result, like, you know, the, the, the player base is like, well, well, what do I buy? What do I want? You know, hey, I just got this thing. Is it any good? Should I be excited, right? And, you know, imagine their frustration when they find out, no, they should not, because they got a camo for a Tier 5 ship that they probably never ever going to buy, uh, you know, yeah. unless they get Santa crates and it's on the list. And, uh, you know, they have no interest in having whatsoever anyways. And on top of that, isn't going to be as useful as a single-use camo that they probably have thousands of at this point. Yeah. It, it also, and this is a bit of a tangent, but, you know, there have been certain people, I'm sure people in the community as well, have been pushing for a long time for um, there to be more utilization almost of, of camos and camo effects and mm -hmm. to have the ability to properly customize your ships in terms of what yeah. camos you want on it and to have that be independent of the actual camo bonuses. And it's, 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 again, another one of those areas where Wargame has just been really kind of, well, we don't think people would want it and we know best and just kind of dismissive generally. Well, it takes but, a lot of resources for them to create that and they just don't know that there's money there. We tell them that there is, but... Yeah, that's, that's the crazy yeah. part to me. Like, you look at how big customization is in other games, other free-to-play oh, yeah. games. There are so many examples and for some reason they just, I don't know, they don't see it. I mean, one, if one, you had if you had this summer event in that light, almost where if you were getting um, uh, the ability to get the 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 look of certain camos and not worry about it being a poma camo or whatever, then it might might be a bit better. But at that point, you you would definitely have wanted it to be a guarantee of at least getting a camo out of it and not just oh, yeah. a chance. Not just yeah. I, I I blew a bit of doubloons on like five boxes. I was saying this to you time before, and I got the 
the camera for the Z31. Yeah. <laughs> and then you went to your port and you're like, I can't wait to mount it on this ship. Oh, I don't have it. <laughs> right? Here's the sad thing I actually do. Oh, okay. never mind. <laughs> but, you know, I'm, well, the thing is, I've still got a bunch of the, the CC, and this is kind of ties into what I was saying. I've got a bunch of the, the, the cameras they gave us as, as being for being a CC, which gives you a really mm. nice Captain XP bonus. So now all mm. my ships are using those camos, and they all look <laughs> the same. And I don't get to use any of the nice perma camos or any of the other colored camos because they're not going to give me the bonuses to get my captains back up to 21 points. So, well... At some point, you'll run out of those, and then you'll move to your next best. Yes, and then, well, and the next best and... at this point. Yeah, <laughs> but whatever. It, it, you know, it is what it is, right? Now, what's also said, if they would focus more on, like, customization things and sell those, then they wouldn't need to keep flooding the game with so many new ships that they aren't, mm. like, properly balancing because it don't seem to have the time. There are some times when I almost feel like Wargaming operates under some quota, like somebody high in management said you need to make X amount of new ships per month or so, and they just try to rush out as much as possible. And if then there is a, something like in, in testing, oh yeah, there is like a camera bug for this ship, they're like, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll still release it, right? There isn't a, oh yeah, we probably should fix that for release. They're like, no, bug, who, who, who cares, right? Just throw it out, sell it, then make a statement, oh, we are sorry that there is a bug there that we oh, or I mean, they're obviously new, right? And then it's like, it's it's just so mind-boggling, right? Sometimes I can only feel like that somebody is putting pressure on them, like maybe high up in management, and they are just like really, I don't know, they, they can't handle the, the, the stress they are under, something. Maybe, I mean, we can... Kind of speculate all day long about the internal workings, I suppose. We don't really know that much about it other than tidbits we've gleaned here and there or whatever right. we can infer from conversations with community people and and devs and whatever. But, uh, yeah, they do seem very, very, very sales-focused, especially sales of loot bots-focused, which is – I mean, to my mind, this is this is – to one of the reasons why I stepped down as a CC is it, it really feels like they're prioritizing short-term profit mm -hmm. over the long-term health of the game. And that doesn't bode well for the future at all. No, we've definitely been noticing those kinds of changes. And it's been happening, I'd say, what would you guys think, uh, over the past maybe year? It's, it's definitely intensified. I mean, yeah. I, I can look back over the last, say, what, three years? I think it was about three years ago when they started seriously putting loot boxes was it even longer than that well i can't remember I, they were kind of a latecomer to loot boxes like yeah. loot boxes haven't always been around in world of warships and um yeah as as they've just gotten more and more prevalent um it seems like they've become more and more i mean we've had the christmas crates for a long time but it used to be like just the christmas crates and early on i felt like they were like in the first years when i did them they were Sort of uh, decent value. Yeah, like the first years were actually they were they were pretty good. Really value good. And, yeah. Well, and it's interesting because you compare that to what they had before the loot box system. Remember the Armada pack? Hmm. Remember the first time the Armada pack was sold? It was like what three hundred and fifty US or something for every ship in the game, including the tier three Katori, which was the only way that you could get that stupid tier three ship. <laughs> uh, <laughs> People. Yeah. 
people were screaming at Wargaming, right? Like, this is ridiculous, Ooh. blah, blah, blah. But then some people who had been collecting for, you know, years mm -hmm. were excited because they said you'll get compensation in the form of doubloons for the ships that you already have. So some people threw down $350 and they got like, you know, 300 back in, in value and in, in game value, at least in terms of doubloons. And that satiated those customers and they, they felt, you know, somewhat good about it. But others still said, where, where are the deals for the people who can't afford to spend oh, yeah. $300 at a bit? And I think that's where these Santa crates really caught on uh, is because now it's a marginal purchase as opposed to, something that you come back to your wife about only when you've had a chance to butter her up and, you know, <laughs> right? Like, Oh, honey, I bought a Napoli. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, you're, bringing, you're bringing up the Napoli. The, like, back in the day, 350 bought you what, like, every premium in the game? Now it gets you a one and a half Napolis? Yeah, well, you know, there, there were no premium tier tens back then. That's true. <laughs> I, I don't mean, know. Yeah, it's been it's been like you can look back at stuff like that. Like you say, you know, there are, there are people for whom that was a benefit, and for the, whom these offers were kind of consciously pitched as a, a quite a niche thing. Um, but yeah, it's like even even then, it is definitely you can you can see them playing on that whole fear of missing out factor, FOMO, as it's called. And that that's another thing that I mean they haven't been as bad as as some other games, but it's still it's still been a factor. Well, and it doesn't help that you've got people that post screenshots. Look, I got the Johan Duvet yeah. on my first poll, or I mean, you know, that's, like that's almost part of the point. That's kind of mm -hmm. yeah, for those people yeah. that do get lucky and that, that, that kind of. I did not, by the way. I, I had to do 70 polls to get the Johan de Whaleboat. And, I mean, I, I had the doubloons to blow. I didn't care about that. I wanted the community to be able to see the process and to talk through. If I yeah. didn't have these doubloons, what I'd be going through as, as a person, as a player. And I really hoped that Wargaming saw that, that people saw that and said, you know, maybe we went a little too far here. You know? Yeah. This, this this has been another trend that's been going on is this monetization of, of tech tree lines. Like not only do they now have yeah. you know, they always have phone camos, but now they're looking to capitalize on the lines before they even come out. And again there's the FOMO factor because they have I think since what's the first time they even did this? I can't even which line it would have been. French you know, Destroyer, Smogador. I think Maybe. it was the first. Yeah, they, they throw in these special camos that you can only get if you're oh, yeah. pulling mm -hmm. the lever on the slot machine to, you know, open the loot boxes to, yeah. So, yeah, it's uh, problematic, very problematic. And they are, you know, at, at a time when we've already got one country in Europe, uh, Belgium and South Korea, having passed legislation, and other countries have been looking at legislation and issuing reports about the, the problems associated with this and uh, the, the kind of, you know, manipulative nature and how it's very damaging for some people. Uh, Wargaming is just kind of blazing away off in the wrong direction. And mm -hmm. I did have one comment under a sarcastic video 
uh, not that long ago, uh, where I was like, yeah, I, I embrace our new loot box overboards, uh, overlords even. And, um, yeah, someone, someone was wondering in, in the comments, like, well, you know, maybe Wargaming is seeing the writing on the wall and they're just attempting to cash out as much as they can before inevitably in, you know, a couple of years. I almost yeah, wonder these things happen. You know, more more laws get passed in more countries. You never know, man. I mean, I almost wonder if part of it is there's there's so there there there's so many people that like. I mean, like me playing long time, I've got everything in the game. What what's mm-hmm. what's what's getting me to log back in and play? And by the way, I'm working through my dailies right now. Uh, just just want to put that out there um, because that's that's <laughs> what I that that's what I do, right? Um, and, like, so for me, like, you know, what what's getting me to do something more than what I'm, than just co-op, which right now I'm literally just sailing around in co-op. What, what brings me back to random battles? Uh-huh. What, you know, and I, I wonder if, if all of these uh, increases in ships that they're selling for, other currencies like you know steel and research points and coal is targeted at those kinds of players to convince them to keep playing to convince them to keep going so that they can get that kind of stuff yeah. and then on top of that they they've got that tier and then on the other side we've got the the increase in new ship lines that we're seeing i mean guys we haven't even had the full release of the dutch cruisers yet yeah. and now we're testing russian carriers and we're also looking at the German battleships. Yeah. I've, I don't think I've ever experienced this before, where we're looking at not just the current line, but also the next line and the next next line, all oh, yeah. at the same damn time. That's that just blows my mind. But you know, the one problem is that wargaming has basically removed the the like tech ship grind in a way, because the way they are mm. distributing tech ships over loot boxes where you can get literally the tier 9 directly, there is no longer content. with. Like it used to be that they added a new line and that was content, right? You started maybe at yes. tier 3 and then you went up to it and maybe you had the free experience to skip the line, some people did, but a lot of people, they just... The new content was there is a new line, there's something to look forward to, you play through the lower tiers again, right? you go up there again, you see the, all the different ships. But these days, it's just, you know, they tried so hard to sell you and to gamble you on that, like directly on that tier 9. And then what, right? They gotta sell you the next product because you, you, you don't have to grind anymore. You, you just have your tier nine. Then maybe you play that a few times. You have the experience for the other 10 already when it's uh, then released. And then what, right? So they, right. they need, they took away a lot of the content and now they're trying to, I don't know, make more ships to sell you so that you have content again. Or I don't know. Yeah. I, I, that would a be while a good ago. explanation as to why this. The pushing out, you know, line after line, and yeah, that was one of the problems Little White Mouse was having. It was just too much to keep up with, basically. And I know some other other CCs and former CCs are having that issue as well. Oh yeah, I, I'm so I've this year has been probably the toughest for me as, as a content creator. And mind you, I'm also a super test coordinator, so I've got I, I've got that, you know stuff coming in mm-hmm. too but like 
it's been the hardest year for me to keep everything straight and to understand like and mm-hmm. and get what's going on. All the players, uh, you know that um, that like uh, are are just uh, correcting me. Like you know, you know, hey Zach, don't you know about this or don't you know about that? And I'm I I literally yeah. I'm like I I heard about that someplace, but I don't remember where. And then oh, it's on the dev blog. Didn't you see it? It's right there. Here's the link. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so it's just, uh, yeah, it's tough. It is. I kind of, you know, well, obviously myself and Atam was decided to leave, but it's it's, you know, anyone that's decided to stay, it's still tough for them as well, and yeah, mm-hmm. it, it's. It's tricky. It's tricky to know what the future holds for the the CC program and for for warships generally at this point. I want to be hopeful. I do. I do, right. and I still still do have a lot of fun playing the game. I don't know. Maybe maybe this time next week when things have settled down a bit, we'll we'll see. Uh, yeah. It's hard not to be all kind of because it's all caught up in it at the moment. So everything's kind of full of emotions and whatever. But yeah. I mean, a lot depends on how Wargaming responds now to the, the current yeah. problems and to the current, like, CC walkout, basically. Because uh, usually they always just go with, like, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll communicate better. But we've heard that so often, and they never announce concrete steps, and they never actually do or change anything. So I wonder if they'll just put their head in the sand and be like, well, uh, yeah, so we'll do better, and then hope that it all goes away. And I mean, they now have the affiliate program where they just get... Uh, or advertising just elsewhere. So I'd better care less about unhappy contributors, I don't know. Or ex-contributors, I should say. We will have to see. But uh, they they kind of feel like the way it's currently going, they have to change something. I also wonder, they aren't like subs coming uh, into like ranked battles next week. I'm sure that's going to be another shitstorm because subs are nowhere near ready. They have nothing... To- like they they shouldn't be around in ranked battles. But the and fact I that have like thirty not subbreaches. Like yeah, uh, it it's it's like it's just gonna be another disaster, I think, because it it will. I wonder how it will hit the casual players or the the players that aren't that up to date or that just log in. Because I feel like I don't feel like they'll have a very good time with submarines. What are you talking about, Adam? The World of Warships player base is very well informed about everything going on in the game. That's why you, myself, Pointy Hair Jedi, we're all here, right? As community contributors, and yeah. now you two leaving the program, but still up until this point, right? Like, you guys were communicating everything with your community, and, you know, your community is everybody that plays the game. So, like, they know everything that's going on. They're going to log in, they're going to be like, I'm ready for this. <laughs> <laughs> You're 100% right. They're going to log in, they're going to see this, and they're going to get pissed off. And then when the Missouri uh, sale begins, they're going to log in, they're going to see how they can get it, and they're going to be pissed off again. Why and, did nobody tell us this was coming? Oh, like. And you're like, I've been telling you, dude. Watch my stuff. But the, the problem is, is that, is, is, you know, there's, there's all this stuff that's going on, and 
if if we as community contributors are struggling to keep up with it, mm-hmm. what does that say about Ooh. the player base? What what about the player that logs in once a week? What about the player oh, yeah. that plays for a week and then takes a month or two off and then comes back? What the hell just happened? You know, like I had I had people in my clan who were who were basically came back after the the, the uh, commander respec and and rework and mm-hmm. said. What happened to all my captains? Because remember, they were auto respect to a oh, specific yeah. cookie cutter build. And then if you <laughs> didn't log during that pad cycle, you couldn't respect them at all for free. So these oh, yeah. poor sods came in and they're like, now I have to spend doubloons to fix all of these commanders. Oh, they were pissed. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's like not something easily for if if you have like let's say you have you have been playing for a long time, you have like a hundred ships with hundred captains. And then you didn't play a short while during the Captain Rework, suddenly you have to pay for a hundred respects because they are all probably half useless because of Wargaming's decision to give everyone a good build or something like that. I mean, that's like, that's shit ton of money to, to, to basically say Wargaming's mistake there. And not everybody could afford that even. So in a sense, Wargaming has almost ruined certain people's accounts with that. Yes, 100%. And I really wish, you know, it, as you guys know, we CCs at the time pushed and said, we got to have some sort of way to have a, a reset, just a blanket reset for all commanders, right? And, and they really didn't like doing that. I mean, it, it involves a lot of work on their end. I, I get it, right? But we helped push it through. We helped make that happen. And I think that's something that a lot of people don't realize. And, and of course, other players speaking out on the forums, did their part too, right? This isn't just yep. the CCs that did this, and I, I think we, we have to acknowledge that. But I really wish that Wargaming would have just made it set so that if you don't log into your account, or even if you did, you could tick a box, uh, you know, basically, so that yeah. it's just blanket reset right before the next patch, and, and that's kind of like, this is your last, last chance, you know? But, oh well, they didn't. Maybe they didn't think about it. We didn't think about it. I didn't think about it. Even if they just sent out an email? Yeah, probably. Maybe nothing else anymore? But, but even if you send out an email, you don't know if you... <laughs> like, you are not going to read uh, that email right. Using an actual address, or it might be an old address, or... Uh, yeah, I mean, there's no perfect solution for something like that. Other than to just reset everyone automatically. And, you know, but that, that might annoy people in its own way if you have a bunch I mean, of captains reset that you didn't necessarily want to be reset. I mean, I feel like at the very least, like lots of, uh, you'd need something that at the end of the free respect period, or what they could do is they could just credit an account that hasn't logged in in that time with a free respect or something. Uh, like, you know, I feel like there are solutions if they had thought about this a bit more, but I don't think they mind if people have to spend money on fixing their mistakes. Like, uh, Wargaming doesn't like making money off other people's problems. Let's put it like that. Absolutely. So we could maybe talk a bit more about the Missouri thing directly. Oh, uh, definitely, I suppose. I mean, because that's been a big factor in a lot of CCs deciding to (laughs) leave. I feel so bad. I, I've been playing the Missourian co-op just because I figured, well, if I'm going to do this, I might as well get the, the bonus credits out of it. And I, I'm running the uh, the special camo, 
<laughs> that comes to the Missouri. I feel so bad about it because, like, I, co- I completely forgot. You know, we got this so we could show it off to our, our communities and stuff. Hey, this is what you're going to be able to get, all that kind mm-hmm. of shit, right? Like, um, and here I am just kind of, I, I guess, trolling people, you know, here's here's what I got, you know. So I need to fix that. I, I, just, made a, I just started another game. I'll have to fix that after this one. But someone pointed out to me earlier, they're like, what, why are you using that camo? You know, you, you must have wailed hard for that. And I'm like, um, no. <laughs> so, oh, fail. Yeah, I mean, when, when like bringing back the Missouri in general, it was, was in a sense a nice move because like it's a museum ship. It's something that a lot of people want. It's a historical ship. Yeah. People might have visited, have a connection to it. And originally it was very nice that they sold it like for what free experience. So it yeah. was something that you could grind for. It was a goal. Like it's nice to have something where you know that it's a very uh, historical ship and you can just get it by play. Not I said originally that bring it back for the balloons. Uh, I think that was what they wrote in a dev block. And back then I was like, yeah, okay, they're trying to make a quick buck. It's nice that they're bringing it back, but would have been nice if it was for a free resource, right? Even if it's. Uh, uh, the research bureau, which I absolutely hate, mm-hmm. at least it's something that you could like uh, technically just grind for, right? But I said no, they're gonna be the blunts. And then suddenly it's like, oh yeah, but the uh, loot, uh, uh, like only gambling, right? You buy loot boxes with the blunts, and then you have a chance to get. It. And like, as, as also I think some people without veterans might struggle uh, more with with something like gambling problems and. Now they are having a ship that is probably marketed more towards, uh, I guess, a lot of people who have like a connection with it, like maybe uh, veterans, maybe people who are more interested in history and so on. It's it's just such a scummy move. It's uh, it's basically the worst shocking. possible solution that they could have picked in terms of having any respect for the the player base. You know, when when all this went down, I was so excited. Right. I saw the news and I had a, I did a Zath chat, which is was kind of like a podcast, like what you guys are doing here. Right. And I did a Zath chat all about the Missouri. And at the time, the question was, should Wargaming do this? And there were so many people that were yes. So many people had said no. And my response was, I, I don't really care. <laughs> it's their game. They can do whatever they want with it. But I'm excited that players will have a chance to get it. And the one angle that I took that I don't think a lot of people thought about ooh, tail uh, is that there are players that spend thousands of dollars, one of which was one of my viewers, and he, he chimed in and shared exactly how much he had spent just to get the Missouri with the Santa crates, right? And so I was saying, this is great because those people don't have to spend that money anymore, right? Because they, they can go buy the Missouri for – and we all, we, all, mm-hmm. we all basically said it's going to be something ridiculous, right? $250 or something, right? Um, like twice yeah. of what it was originally just, just because they can. But but the people that would normally spend thousands of dollars on it, this is a deal for them, right? Mm-hmm. So it, it saves them from, from doing that. And I feel bad because I almost wonder if somebody from Wargaming watched my Zap chat and said, oh, shit, Zap's right. It's like, <laughs> you know, well, we can't have- That's an interesting, interesting <laughs> point in that, in a way, they've already kind of been doing this with the Christmas boxes if you wanted. Oh, yes, yes. Missouri. It's not even particularly new behavior in that regard. It's just this time it's so, so solely focused on the Missouri. Right, and that, what, that's what bothers what, me. What what's boggled my mind is the kind of insistence that that they would have to like they've got to do it special somehow. They've got to charge more, and 
but they've nerfed it. It's not that same credit printing machine it was before. So why why do they feel that they'd be justified in charging more for something that isn't that that doesn't have that special quality to it? There's no anything that justifies that other than we think we can squeeze more money out of people, at least to me, you know. So I've had this conversation with my viewers a few times. We've talked about money and purchasing stuff, yeah. especially when it, when it came to the Johan de Whaleboat issue. And before I even opened up my, my uh, what do they call them, random bundles, before yeah. I even started doing that, I talked to people and I said, look, everything is worth what you're willing to pay for it. And that's that's a lesson that Wargaming understands very well, right? Pointy, you might not feel that the Missouri is worth $250, but there's other people who do. So you're not you're not their target, essentially, mm -hmm. right? So like, you know, I, I I told people with with these random bundles, you you have to come up in your mind with a dollar value. It's like you're going in to negotiate for a car or a house mm -hmm. or any other big purchase. In your mind, you need to set up a budget, and you have to stick to that budget. That's Sticking to it is the hardest part, right? But you have to have an idea in your mind of how much you're willing to spend. And to you, that's how much the ship is worth at the most. So if the, if the Johan Duet is worth 70,000 doubloons, or 72,000 is the max, right? If you're willing to go all in, in your mind, you have to tell yourself that it is worth all of this money. If it's not, then you have no business clicking through altogether. The problem is that there's a psychology that comes to play that says, oh, yeah. oh I've, I've already sunk this much money into it. Mm -hmm. What's a little bit more, right? So, Which is kind of the point of setting it up that way, really. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it is. So I always tell my viewers, and anybody who listens, you know, if you're not willing to get to the end or you, you, you're going to feel upset with yourself, sick. I mean, I felt sick and I I had a million doubloons, like literally on my account. I didn't care. 70,000, whatever. I'll do it for the community and I'll talk about my process. Mm -hmm. I was sick after spending that many doubloons. I was upset after, you know what I mean? And I mean, mm -hmm. you know, I, I didn't spend real money on it. So like, you know, I, I think it all comes down to if you're not happy with with the ship, then don't buy it. If you're not happy with the loot box program, don't buy a loot box. If you're not happy with the random bundles, don't buy a random bundle. Plain and simple. Don't just do 10 and see where you're at. Just don't do it. Yeah. It's not worth the frustration, aggravation, and time. Especially, like you said, tech tree lines are free lines. And I would argue you are missing, as a player, on so much content and joy of grinding up ship lines by doing this. I have the Johan de Whaleboat now. I, I blew all those those damn doubloons. I was so pissed about doing it, like I said. But what makes me most sad is I have no reason now to play the tier six, the tier seven, or the tier eight. And when the night when the when the whole line comes out, I've got enough XP accrued, I'll just go ahead and buy the, the golden line and I don't know mm -hmm. if I'll even bother playing it. What what's the point? I have no attachment to this line whatsoever. Mm -hmm. That's sad. That's really sad. It is. And I mean, I mean also, you it... didn't like learn a new line, like a new features, right? If there is a line that actually plays differently, you don't just learn it by going up the tiers. You're basically just jumping straight at the top. 
and testing it out there. As a, as a counterpoint, I mean, I want injecting a semi-positive note here. You compare what they're doing with the loot boxes with new lines in the Missouri with dockyard events, where I mean, some people are still whaling. I've seen Zevon Provinciens sailing around where people have just clicked and bought through every single stage. But, I need a hide. <laughs> and, <laughs> Uh, not, not that I'm, you know, I'm, I'm naming no names. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> but even though there is some base level of buy-in price of what is it like, just under four thousand doubloons, mm-hmm. you then have that kind of modular option, and it kind of goes back to what you're saying of what is this worth to you, right. both in terms of time and money, and you actually can look at the timeline and how many stages there are to do, and go. Okay, I, I, I'm willing to spend X thousand doubloons on this and X number of hours, and you can kind of decide yourself. I feel that's yes. a much fairer way of, of doing things. So I'm going to say something that will probably piss off a lot of people. I actually loved the Puerto Rico event. Not the way it was executed. I loved the concept behind it. Mm-hmm. The idea that you can choose how much time you're willing to put in. Because time's a resource, right? Time and effort is a resource in this game. So you can decide how much time you'd be willing to put into it and how much gold or premium currency you're willing to put into it, too, via the booster packs. The the area that the, the Puerto Rico event failed is in educating the players how this all works to the point where most players saw the complete sticker shock and said, no way in hell am I, you know, buying three boosters and then, you know, spending mm-hmm. to finish, you know, the ship and all that kind of stuff. The reality is you didn't need to buy three boosters. If you're the kind of player that plays once a day oh, every week, three boosters almost guarantees you get, you've got the Puerto Rico, right? Most players fall between the one or two booster pack. But the problem is, is that they didn't understand that. Because Wargaming didn't even give them the information to make that understanding. And when they did, it came in the form of a spreadsheet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that that was yet another big communications failure. They really... I mean, I I don't like how... Like, the grind was pitched far too hard for me. Like, especially the later events. It, it was basically like there were certain dedicated individuals who did grind out the whole thing for three, but it took yeah everything I, you know to reference that that meme and um it it wasn't particularly respectful of of players' time. it was a bit too much on the side of let's make it so grindy. That people have to pay, and I think this. I think I, I can't remember. It was the event afterwards where they transitioned to okay, you have to pay, you know, X yes. number of doubloons. Mm, yes, yes. Just and, to, they... and to my mind, that that was actually better because that's being about this is mm-hmm. a money making exercise, and they are you can on, still get it's more honest. a premium for a certain amount. But yeah, yeah, the whole thing just felt much more upfront and honest. Yeah. Well, they all started how it was structured, and the grind was. A bit less bad. It's been a bit, bit less bad for most of these events. Yeah. I mean, they also started with a tier 10. Like, mm, come on, yeah. guys. Like, yeah. you know, that was the other thing we all told, right? Why don't you start with a tier 8 and see how it goes? Instead of 
starting with the, the most valuable type of ship, you know, or most expensive in the game. And then, you know, was that the first tier 10 premium ship? I can't remember anymore. But you know what I mean? Like, it's just... Yeah. Might have been the first one you could buy with doubloons. Yeah, I think the ARP Yamato came later. Right, and that's just a clone. This is a this is a, a yeah. real... So, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, but most people didn't just straight out buy it for doubloons. But still, I mean, that... You know, like like I said, I, I like the fact that I I was engaged as a player when the spreadsheets came out because I wanted to know. And I literally went and I made my own copies and I, I shared that and people went and looked at it. But I was able to track my own progress and take a look. Am I on the right track? If not, I need to buy that second booster, right? But if I am on the right track, okay, I'm good. And so I was able to kind of set milestones and goals for myself. And if it wasn't for the fact that I was visiting family, uh, because, of course, they did this on a holiday, you know, that was that was the other big problem, right? But, you know... Oh, well, let's, it, not, let's not forget the debacle of, oh, you know, we want to give something for disabled gamers to do and their sad, lonely, pathetic, meaningless, empty lives. It was a bit of a disgusting that statement. That was such a bad that. take. That was such a bad take. Like I said, to me, the the concept behind it I thought was great. The execution was just mm-hmm. so terrible, so terrible. Um, but I really did want to pay the iron price for the Puerto Rico. I'm really sad I wasn't able to do so because I think it I think it it would have been fun to mm-hmm. to at least put that in front of me as a challenge. Can I do that? So you know. Take it as you I'm, want. <laughs> I mean, I'm not oppo- like the, the dockyard concept as itself is not necessarily a bad concept. I feel like the chance that, I mean, now that you have to spend the balloons to get the ship in the end is a bit of a softer, but at least you get still a discount, right? And it's like you, you play the game and the, the more that you play, the cheaper the ship becomes. And then you can decide if you want it or not. And the option of basically getting a discounted premium by Playing the game quite a bit is not something I disagree with. And I mean, they have to monetize. As far as monetization goes, I think this is a, not the worst kind. And it's something that actually engages you in playing the game, right? And it's something that I could have done with the Missouri, right? It would have been a decent way, I think, to sell the Missouri. They would still have had people who just outright whale it. But other people could have had a discounted Missouri for hopefully a reasonable price in the end if they just played the game enough. And that would have been a decent event for the summer, right? That could have been. Yeah. Well, certainly better than the shit show we have had. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, the reason the reason that I went and I bought all of the stages in the Day 7 Provincian, and, and I, I've done this with previous dockyards too, is because you get the steel, or in, in previous cases, sometimes I think research mm-hmm. points as well, for, for duplicate. Um, and for me... I look at steel and research points as time because that's the only way that you can get those is through through working through time, right? You you reset a line or you play a competitive mode like ranked or clan battles to get the steel. So I look at it as I'm willing to throw down for for to seven so that I accrue the steel so that I don't have to put that time in later. I'm making an investment, so to speak, in time by doing uh-huh. this, right? And then I'm not so focused on ranked. And more importantly, I'm not so focused on clan battles. And I apologize if any of my clan mates are here and listening to me saying this right now. Um, but it's tough scheduling clan battles. There's always strain at the house because, you know, four hours of time, even if I 
bring it down to two hours. I'm always late. I miss the first little bit. And then I'm stuck on the sidelines waiting. Maybe I'll, maybe, you know, someone will need to leave and I can play. Right. So there's a lot of time and a lot of stress that gets put into, into doing that when quite frankly, you know, uh, buying 250 steel essentially for directive isn't so bad. Um, it's also the reason why I do my dailies every day because for 40 steel plus 10% with the clan base, 44 steel a day adds up pretty damn fast. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's one less ranked battle I have to play. That's, you know, one less clan battle I have to play. Hey, cool. You know, like, what up? I mean, I, on the one hand, like a grindable resource is obviously a decent way to obtain things because I mean, you want to people to have goals to work towards. The problem is that I just absolutely despise the research bureau. I think. I feel like, you know, resetting lines is just something that I don't want to do because uh-huh. it's not something I, I feel like giving up progress that I've already made is alien to me, right? It's like when I finally earn something, I don't, it feels like throwing everything you achieved away just to do the same thing again. And it's not like there is any line that has all the ships that you want to play. There is, there's a line where maybe there's one or two ships in it that I would enjoy playing. And now I have to go through all of the stuff that I already put behind me. Again, just why, right? It's why mm-hmm. I hated them moving the legendary upgrades away from the, uh, like, from the earlier way to get them, because it's such a great concept. If I like playing my Shimakase, then eventually I'll get the Shimakase upgrade. I mean, Shimakase is not the best, uh, uh, example, because the upgrade sucks, but still, it's like, if I want to get a special upgrade for a ship, that means I have played this ship a lot. It means I really like this ship, and it means the grind is pleasurable, right? The the biggest thing about grinding is you need to find a way that people at least get some enjoyment out of it. Part of it is always the motivation to get the end reward, but if you don't enjoy the grinding process, you aren't going to gonna stick with it for longer and going to be very happy. But now there is a system in place that one ship that I can absolutely not play in getting a Shima Legendary upgrade is the Shima Kaza because it's a tier 10. So there is no way I, it's gonna really get me like <laughs> the, the research points, right? It, it, it's just mm. so, such an idiotic move, I think. Well, I mean, I, I think the, the whole shift and putting it in the research, all those in the research bureau was just to add something to the research bureau and make it seem a bit beefier, I guess. Yeah, but um, I feel like the, it, yeah. it lacks thoughts. <laughs> because they've taken away something that would have been a an, an grind that might mm-hmm. be something enjoyable. It, and you had a reason to actually play the ship that you like. And now they've made it into something that just sucks. Yeah, but you, you can't you can't really monetize people just playing the ship, though. I mean, you know, research pure on the other hand, people converting free XP to to re-unlock the lines. Unfortunately, that's true, but what Wargaming is, I think, often forgetting is that part of uh, making a game or part of making a successful game is not just selling. You need you need people to play your game first, right? And then you ask yourself, what do I sell those people? But first, you need the people to actually play your game. You need a large player base so that everyone the Vales have somebody to play with, that, you know, that the, the servers are populated. And happier people are more likely going to spend money, right? If you really mm-hmm. like a game, you, you probably have played other games in the past where you are like, uh, I really like this game. I have no problem paying 10 bucks for a hat for my character, not because it's worth it, but because I support them and, you know, 
it, it's just you don't mind spending money even on silly things, on things that you don't need, because you're like, okay, this is my version of saying thank you for making a great game. Yeah, I mean that that's that's a lot of what's been going on. That's kind of boiled down to is 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 people walk, wanting wargaming to find that that balance between making money, but also doing it in a way that's that that feels fair to the players, to the customers, and I think they've kind of become imbalanced in that regard and they've, they've they've moved away from well we'll get people to play the game because they enjoy playing the game to figuring out pretty much just how can we sell stuff on the back of whatever we're all already doing like making new ship lines or whatever I mean, yeah, it, a good example that's been pointed out to me is when's the last time we had a new map in the game for example yeah, oh, the yeah. maps is tough because with with adding subs now you've got the underwater stuff. So, yeah, you know, I I think they kind of shot themselves a little bit there, right? Like it would have been nice if they could have, you know, started adding new maps with underwater automatically in there and then gone back and start redoing the old ones. But I, maybe that was the the plan. I don't know. But, but regardless, this is what we're with right now. And yeah, for most players, it's kind of like. Okay, when is this game changing? I yeah. mean, as a company, you can also like balance things a bit, right? It's not like you need to say, okay, every available person needs to remake the all the old maps. So you could be like, okay, we spend a few months remaking old maps, and then we spend a month for to making a new map, and then we spend some time remaking the old maps. You can do this as a gradual process, and you can still provide new content. It's not like you need to okay, so everybody just drop everything they are doing. We'll stop working on the game or improving anything because we need to like now make make this new thing. It really feels like they just wanted to to rush out subs for some reason, and once again they are now coming in a state that doesn't make sense. The the anti submarine warfare on a lot of ships doesn't make sense. A lot of ships they don't have them. They don't probably need them. It feels like it's just a lot of chaos, not thought out, not properly tested just slapped together and thrown a live server because somebody said, like, hey, uh, if we had subs in the game, we could sell subs. <laughs> just does kind of... Almost feels like sunk cost fallacy, which kind of feels like I'm trying to make a pun there when it comes to submarines. I know. I on, on Wargaming's <laughs> part, but they've, they've decided that they've put this time and effort in and they're going to put subs in the game, goddammit, even if they have to go 30 knots. You know, they'll have to go like nuclear submarine speeds, which obviously is totally historically accurate. To how, about the, to. how about the and American torpedoes? Parody of submarines. <laughs> They're nothing like, like a lot of what we have in the game is at least sometimes not, but a lot of it is kind of historically informed in some fashion. And what we have in submarines is just. It's not even like it's kind of like what was that? It was like a console game. It was like Battle Stations Pacific or something like that, where you could build massively stupid forty knot ships that had fifty million five inch guns on the. Yeah, it, it's oh, it's you're that thinking level of arcadeness. You're thinking of Warship Gunner, the Warship Gunner series Maybe. from PlayStation yes. Two. Yes. Yeah, Battle Stations Pacific. You couldn't build your own your own uh, ships, but you could mod them. Okay. And if you if you want to see something funny, 
look up on YouTube Battle Station specific B fifty two. Yes, they're liter- somebody literally modded a B fifty two in the game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually gonna look that up just now just so I can remember to look at it after after the stream. <laughs> it's it's hilarious. But you're right. The game we're talking about is is probably Warship Gunner too, because I played the hell out of that game too. Okay. Yes, yeah, so it's it's fun to feel like I'm making a a super powerful ship, and I get to go and ping ping kill everything that's on the map. And I did this, you know. But of course, it's definitely not uh you know simulation <laughs> by any means. Not even a little bit. That's that's the weird part to me as as well as that. Subs are like sub games are already quite well catered to. I don't know if there's been any super recently, but like maybe Cold Waters is the most recent big subtitle. I think U Boat is still being developed as well, although that's more of a crew management game than anything else. But it just doesn't really fit into the arcade style that we have with with World of Warships. And they've been trying to make it fit, and the end result is kind of ridiculous, frankly. And oh, yeah. who knows how much more ridiculous it's going to get? Yet. I mean, I, I'm just, I just, all right. If there's anybody here that that's a modder uh, and and listening, I I would love to have a mod for the uh, what are those called? I can't remember what they're called. The, the the plane based uh, dive uh, depth charge launchers that the, uh, the the battleships have you know like the scout planes that drop the depth mm-hmm. charges that icon looks like a, a can that's got wings on it I I mean <laughs> it, it 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 just there are so many things that that modders can do with that I'll I'll just leave it to their imagination but I mean <laughs> right you you could put anything in there with wings on it. it Anything. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure we're all totally having completely innocent thoughts as to what the anything could be. Definitely. Definitely. We're all innocent here. (laughs) We're all innocent and family friendly. Definitely. (laughs) Eggy seven? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Well, also, hey, Grumpy Beard, Grumpy Beard's watching. Yeah, good evening. Let me see you, dude. So I'm, so, uh, I'm really there... curious to see how, how the, the larger community will react with submarines, mm. especially if so many people are going to find out that their ship can't actually do anything against them. And then the people that... There consistency are... to that particularly, yeah. Yeah, Which it seems absolutely random who has... Uh, anti-submarine weapons or not. I just hope Wargaming is prepared for the possibility of admitting defeat failure and saying, nope, this is a bad idea. We tried it, you know, <laughs> and, and it's it's not working. If they aren't... It would be the grown-up I mean, thing to do. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Very mature. Yes. But, I mean, like, ultimately... If it if it fails, well, I mean it it fails. I mean at least they tried. But if they're gonna shove it and and keep shoving it, I mean, guys, the only way that they're gonna know is reduce revenue and reduce players coming to the game. It's the only way they're gonna know. 
they could still shove it into its own game mode, a game mode designed for it, because there would be such potential, mm-hmm. I mean, I've mentioned that in the past, but the thing is, if you want interesting submarine gameplay, it has to be focused around submarine gameplay and something that submarines may be actually good at, maybe like the, the Conway game mode that they want to test, right? Why isn't it... Uh, a destroyer escorting a con, like a destroyer escort for convoys versus submarines that need to, like, uh, you know, sink the convoys. And then you have a bit of a cat and mouse hunting game and so on. And you could make very interesting gameplay with that. And they'd already have the subs in there, but it's just like subs don't really fit into a random battle. They don't really fit into a DG general ship to ship combat, right? And Wargaming still seems to have absolutely no idea how to fit them in. So. We'll see. We'll see what yep. comes of it. Yep. At the end of the day, it's... I I, I mean... Whatever. <laughs> I don't know. I, we, been... we tried. We tried. to warn them. And, you know... Yeah. Well, I actually just thought of the thing. One thing we could have mentioned earlier with the Missouri is that there is also the ongoing issue of... Uh, it not actually appearing to make the credits that they promised oh, yeah. it would for existing owners, but that's Could kind of still under investigation. I mean, we the, forget about that. Yeah, um, the thing is, that was even like uh, the the last straw for Little White. Yeah, Mouse. that's that's one of the reasons why Little White Mouse quit was because she she had asked prior to the patch really super specific question in this exact scenario with these flags with these multipliers yeah. is it going to earn the same amount post patch and the assurance was given that yes it was fine the way they were going to do it would make sure that existing owners earned the same doesn't appear to be true but wargaming have said that they are monitoring the situation with profitability and will adjust as needed. So, again, miscommunication, yay! But that that one might actually get fixed. I mean, but the fact that it's happened at all, and the, the fact that 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 Little White Mouse was so specific, and that they still basically like either didn't give enough of a damn to, you know, read the question correctly or pass it, or uh, if they were just like, yeah, yeah, it's fine, whatever. We're not going to read what all that. So many words, we're not going to read that. Let's just say yes, and then she'll stop bothering us. Um, but either that or, you know, the, the they, they thought they had it right, and then they didn't because they didn't do enough testing, or I, I don't even know, but I can see why she was annoyed. I mean, the, the, the biggest insult the was that Little White Mouse, obviously not trusting Wargaming anymore at this time, went to very specific questions with very specific examples and got uh, assurances that, yeah, in this case, the Missouri would earn at least as much as it did before or more. And she had it basically black and white. She had their answer. And then uh, it came out and it was not the case. So basically they lied. So then she confronted them and be like, okay, I was promised this or the community was promised this and now it's not the case. And the first answer she basically got was, well, you must be wrong, or you are misunderstanding mm. things, or you're misinterpreting things. She had literally the evidence there. It was black and white. It was undisputable. They were promised one thing. They didn't deliver on it. And when confronted with it, the answer was, well, maybe you're basically just too stupid to understand it. I mean, not in that words, but it was basically the message that Walking sent is, 
Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's basically you are just too stupid to understand, right? And they, that's they their level of disrespect that can't just be tolerated, right? After they have continued to uh, miscommunicate, after they've treated mouse like for over a year, like with, with the Yukon thing. And then the blatant disrespect of basically not even looking at the evidence that's right in front of them basically was, was shoved into the eyes and they don't even look at it and be like, oh, I just assume you're wrong because we are wargaming and we are right. And this is what kicked oh. like the whole shitstorm here off. Right. I mean, they've got their source of evidence and what was in front of them at that time was, was not the source of evidence they wanted to use. And I think that was yeah. 100% definitely going to be the problem. I mean, Mouse went through, you know, a lot of work. And most people know by now, but I'm sure there are some who don't. But, you know, Mouse is, I mean, she she would take so much time and do so many detailed tests of of so many things, she used to love ship twirling to make sure that the the, the turning radiuses worked yes. a, yeah. as they were described, and we found a lot that didn't uh, as a result, or she did, I should say, and then put that out there, and, and hey, that got fixed. Um, you know, she tested dispersion of shells and torpedoes and all that kind of stuff, and this is stuff that guys, it takes hours to complete using very specific scripted regimented data that's done in training room. Um, with a core group of volunteers. It's not just her, of course, doing this, but she's tabulating all this information and putting it out there in a way that's easy to read and understand. That's what Wargaming ultimately lost here, was somebody oh, yeah. that was willing to go to that level of, of depth. And it's it's not to call them on their BS, okay? At least not originally. I don't, I don't, I don't, I, I'm not speaking for Emotus necessarily here, but I always felt that she was trying to help the game. She was trying oh, to oh, yeah. help the community with everything that she was trying to do. And unfortunately, you know, like you guys said, she was mistreated and basically said, your help doesn't matter. I think that's probably the thing that's like, you, you hear a name being brought up a lot. And I think that's because people are genuinely goals that, that wargaming didn't seem to mm. appreciate just what a gem they had, just how, uh, positive she was for the community overall and you know as, a, as an ambassador to the game of somebody who produces these these well-written well thought out very well researched guides to to ships you know you you couldn't really ask for for anyone better and they were just so i don't know they were just so casual about the whole thing like you know little white who <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I have a personal connection with her, and I reached out to her when all this stuff was going down, and I just I said, I'm so sorry you're going through this, and, you know, I, I stand behind whatever whatever you need. Mm -hmm. um, but, like, she's... I, I've known her since Season 2 of Ranked Battles, the original, original Ranked Battles. I was literally thinking of quitting the game. Which is probably a gasp moment for a lot of people, because you, you guys know how much I love this game and how much I play it. But I was I was at my wit's end because I couldn't rank out. I couldn't make anything work. And I reached out to her at a point of frustration, and I said, what am I supposed to do here? You know, I'm thinking about leaving. And her post was like just a ray of sunshine, just parting the clouds, coming out. 
you know, and uh, the storm's over. And like when I, you know, it, it emboldened me to to play better, to be a better player uh, in terms of how I treat others in game and all that good stuff. And I ranked out that season and I owe a lot of that to her. And I remained as a as a player, you know, she was a big part of that. Yeah. Nico Power as a community manager was was the other big part of that. But uh, that's yeah, a story I haven't had a bad word to say about Nico. At all. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean that's a story that not not many people know about. So you know, shh. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a reason why everyone has been in her defense, basically. Oh she's, yeah, she's kind of earned our respect at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and her her loss is, is a is a real blow to everybody. But um, you know, I most importantly, I hope she's okay. I hope that she feels loved and she, I'm sure she knows she's loved. And, um, you know, if she stays with Wargaming in terms of producing content, I wish her all the best. I really do. Well, I don't know why I'm nodding. No one can see it right now, but yeah, I t- <laughs> totally agree. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I think she's in agreement. She, she's, uh, definitely, I think, champion now that, that she's put that behind it. And we will see what she does in the future. I mean, uh, she still likes the game, so she might still be sticking around and creating content for it. Uh, we'll, we'll all hope so, because she's... Yep. Uh... I wouldn't blame her if she wanted to take a break for a bit. Oh, definitely. <laughs> definitely. definitely. For that. Well, she she was she was burning out for a while, and there were times where she'd say, I'm taking a break, and then mm. the next day, here, I've just threw five hours in this game. Here's some statistics yeah. and data, and I'm just like, go take a break! <laughs> <laughs> It does so. strike me as the kind of person that once she gets really into something, you'd have to literally duct tape her to a chair to get her to try and relax and take a break from it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's almost been the most one of the most disappointing parts of this whole this whole saga. And I'm I'm sure I mean, I know, I know for myself, but for for uh, certainly a few of the other the former CCs, that the mm-hmm. the whole debacle with the with the Yukon was was definitely a a big cause of dissatisfaction with with the company, and even with people who who stayed. I'm sure you know, like yourself. Yeah, it's 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 been tough, and for me, I think the hardest part is I'm seeing a lot of people that I consider friends. I um that I've enjoyed hanging out with on the, you know, on the discord and, and seeing what they post and communicating with them. And it's coming at the timing sucks. Uh, timing is never good, but it, it, yeah. to me, it sucks in particular. We just finished team league season two, where we had a lot of popular streamers, uh, many of which are, now XCCs, they were all on here. We were all having a good time, hanging out, joking, you know, uh, you know pr- promoting other each other's channels mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. And it was such a such a fun, positive, life giving event. And that was two weeks ago, right? And now you get into, and then last week we had the Verizon Warriors uh, uh, tournament too, which was also very nice and life giving. And it was it was for veterans, and I, I mean that was. Like just when when you're asked if you're willing to volunteer some time for something and, and you know, you look at this and you're like, this is a cause I can get behind, right? You feel good. You feel so good doing it. 
right? Mm-hmm. And that now this is happening where you're losing um, a lot of those people that you've built these close relationships with. Um, am I? Are they gone for the for all time? No, of course not. They're going to stream. They're going to be available on Discord. Just they're not going to be in that Discord anymore. Mm-hmm. You know. So to go find them now, I've got to go and scroll down to my folder on my Discord here, where I've got all people's individual Discords. You know, yours is going to mm-hmm. go there too, Adam. And and now I have to I have to actively go and search and find it. Oh my god! But I mean, like to me, this is happening at the same time that work is starting up and. Um, it's, it's something that I've been personally regretting for some time. So like, to me, the CC program streaming right now, doing this interview with Mm -hmm. you guys and then doing my, my stream whenever this is done and and moving on, like I, this is, this is my relaxation. This is what I do for fun and to calm down and to take my mind off of my real job. You know, the things that probably instead. And now oh, I'm yeah. I, now I'm I'm waking up and so and so's left and so and so's left right I woke up this morning YouTube posted your your stuff and I I don't know if you guys have noticed but I've gone on, on each person who I've got a relationship with I've gone and I posted on their mm-hmm. Twitter a personal best of luck goodbye right um, because it, it it really does matter to me and it's really hard to see to see this broken up in such a fashion. I, I really, to me, it, to me, it's very frustrating um, to say the least. And um, you know, it's happening on a, it all started on a Friday and you know, Friday the I, I don't 13th even. Yeah. Well, I don't even, I don't think it's, I don't think it's fair necessarily or appropriate to expect a, uh, official response from board gaming over the course of weekend. Although, come on, let's be real. They're communicating like crazy over this weekend. I'm sure they are. Certain, oh, yeah. certain people, right? Uh, trying to figure out what are we going to say Monday? What are we going to do Monday? Right. But like all of this is happening right now so quick. And it's extremely difficult for the first time in, in a long time. I struggled. Do I? Do I want to stream today? Do mm-hmm. I want to come on your your podcast? And guys, that those of you that are watching and, and listening, I, I need you to recognize something here. Um, we arranged for this podcast before all this crazy extra drama oh, yeah. started. And Jedi, I need to thank you. Seriously, Jedi reached out to me and said, if you want to reschedule, wait a week or two. Let Try to let things die down a little bit. Let's do it. That's fine. Um, but like, you know, I, I want to do this. I I wanted to come on here and talk and be open about myself and, you know, uh, and interact and stuff and go on my stream because I, tomorrow is the first day of school. And I, I'm, I'm very nervous and very scared about that. So this is, this is my safe place. This is my area. I can relax and chill. And it's just been really hard, everything that's going on on top of it, you know? Yeah, I mean, for a lot of people, like, every single CC has basically started out as somebody who loved the game. Yeah. And, you know, plays it because they want to play it. And it's, it's, it's difficult sometimes when you become this kind of, 
you get into this kind of side of things, and mm-hmm. it, it's no longer just playing the game and 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 enjoying the game. It suddenly becomes a lot of extra stuff along with it. Sadly, so it's, it's sad it's if you like still enjoy the game and all you wanted to do yeah. was actually like play and have a good time. But it's right. like the, it's 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 you you can't like they the wargaming has created so much toxicity kind of recently within the last week that it's just you can't just like ignore that anymore. So you have well, to I mean, like make the statements about it. You have to like talk about it. Yeah. Well, see, I mean, I I really really hope that this this is all like it it may be. At absolute worst, just completely symbolic gestures that that don't really amount to anything much uh, in terms of you know practical whatever. But if, if wargaming at least goes, hmm, maybe maybe we do need to rethink certain things and not just try and mollify the community, but actually make some necessary changes. You know, that would be a positive thing. And mm-hmm. all this nonsense would have been worth something. And if not, well, I've put some distance between myself and them anyway, so... Yeah. But I hope it doesn't... I, I, I hope I hope it doesn't keep going downhill from my point of view. I hope it still keeps going for many years to come, because... There aren't many multiplayer games I enjoy. World of Warships is pretty much the only one that I play with any regularity. And it's just, there's not really much else out there that's like it. Yeah, you guys remember. Of competition. Sorry. Do you guys remember the reshade incident? Vaguely. So, one of. Yeah. They're using shaders. One of the uh, one of the things that I did for the community before I was a CC, mind you, uh, was I was a wiki editor, and so I was the one that was taking the screenshots in game and uh-huh. putting them up on the wiki of of ships that were coming out, uh, ships that were existence, you know, already in the game. Um, and I I saw a thread on the forums about making your screenshots look better. And it's a program called Reshade, and what it does is it is it uh, it basically kind of injects itself into the executable that you're using, and and then when you hit that print screen button, it applies a, a series of filters that mm-hmm. make it pop. If you guys want to see what I'm talking about, you can go to the wiki page and look up. I believe it's the Julio Cesare because I mm-hmm. used Reshade for those particular screenshots. You can see what it does. The problem is is that. Reshade was a false positive when Wargaming did their anti-cheat detection, basically checking to see if the executables were being messed with, because that's how, you know, aim bots and all that kind of stuff happens. And so what Wargaming did was they chose to just blanket ban um, players for a week who had uh, been doing that. And at the same time that that happened, we had the San Francisco Fleet Week event going on, which had a 200% uh, bonus for first win. Now, mm-hmm. people that know me know that I love bonuses and I will whore myself out to get as many of those bonuses as possible as, as you know, on as many ships as possible because that is when you want to play the game, right? Because 
you know, it, mm-hmm. uh, w- one battle, one win equals three or four because of that bonus, right? When you stack everything on top. So I go to log in after, after a long day of work and it says I'm banned on Monday. And I go on, uh, on the forums, like, what the hell's going on? All these other people are saying that they're banned. Nobody really knows why. We thought it was the reshade. We did the support ticket and all that kind of stuff. And I was banned for three days. They, they lifted the ban after, after the third when they finally realized that, you know, they had made a mistake and there was a whole bunch of false positives. You guys don't remember it too much because EU didn't actually go through with the bans. NA was the oh. first to go through with the bans. And then when all the, all the craziness happened, I, I believe all the other community uh, managers kind of said, well, let's just hold off on this <laughs> and see where it goes. Um, but boy, was that like, I sat on the couch staring at the login screen for about 20 minutes and thinking to myself, what am I going to do now? Like, I literally had no idea what I was going to do for the rest of that night. My wife is sitting right next to me. Like, you could spend time with me. I'm like, no, 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 no. I, I, I need to play a game. <laughs> um, she and- gave you somehow. <laughs> Well, so it's it's my time. We 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 agree. You know, we, yeah, we've yeah. got. We've, I, I, you know, I just I just really. But but you know, like it's just. Oh my god! And you know that that speaks to what you were talking about, right? This is this is your game. This is our game. This is something that we love, and to just walk away or, or to imagine it, it not being in existence is really hard. You know. Mm. Yeah, I think I think if if people can take any one thing away from what's been happening is that it's 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 that people do care about the game and they wouldn't get quite oh, so yeah. worked up if if they uh, if they just didn't care. You wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be here. But you know, Ada wouldn't be here, right? Like, yeah, we're here because we love the game. We're here because it matters to us. We're here because we want to help make it better. Pretty much. Well, I don't know about you, but that would be a really good note to end the. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah. Podcast on. No, no, that that's that's just that, that that would be a really positive place to end it. I think. And unless yeah. unless we have anything else we pressingly want to talk about. No, I mean, I guess we've uh, covered the recent events pretty well yeah. and shared our opinions. Yeah, I mean, get ready for his. Uh... Eh, I'm I'm already ready. I I tweeted out that I'm doing this with you guys, and then I'll just go into mine and okay. and yeah, we'll show radio and send the people. Yeah, we know we know who to host after that. Uh, makes it easy for us. Wh- whoever you guys, it doesn't really matter, guys. I mean, I I'm doing it like I said. I'm doing it because I have to get my mind off of the week coming mm-hmm. up, and um, you know, and, and quite frankly, my my viewers. You know, they they want to they want to talk, and you know I I want to talk with them. I don't want to just hide and say I'm, you know, busy or not feeling it. I you know, most people's communities have been pretty pretty amazing overall. Like that's that's one thing I noticed is that yeah. the majority of of content creators have, have managed to cultivate pretty positive communities in World of Warships. It's it's yeah something that's quite nice to to see. It meant so much to me. 
yesterday, the day before, I had two people just message me checking in. I hope you're okay. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you know, like if you want to talk or whatever and know that whatever you decide, we're behind you and all that, you know, and guys, it really does matter. Um, and, and it, it matters, uh, for, for you two who are leaving. It matters for me who's, you know, for mm-hmm. now at least choosing to stay. Like it really does matter to hear from, from our community that that you know we're we're important that we do something that that matters to to you the viewer so you know um if you haven't sent a message like that to um you know your your favorite streamers or something then take a moment and do it if you know i i think that's that's worth more than a than a sub that's worth more than a bunch of bits mm-hmm. that's worth more than anything else because it tells you that you are important and that what you do is important, what you do matters and that ultimately, you know, um, you're, you're wanted and needed. And, and that's an important feeling. I think a lot of people have right now, especially little white mouse, but I think a lot of us are going through this too. Definitely. Oh yeah. Well said. So, and on that there, note, I guess we'll end it. Is there anywhere else yeah. than your Twitch that we can find you, Zath? Um, say YouTube, for example. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm on I'm on YouTube.com/slash Lord underscore Zath. I have a a Twitter account. It's just at Lord Zath with no underscore because Twitter doesn't allow underscores, I think, or something like that. Um, I'm on the NA forums, which. Um, I'm just looking at my uh, thread that I posted about being on this. <laughs> All right. Um, you know, so, like, I, I'm, in, I'm in places. And I also play the game, so you'll, you'll probably see me, although in co-op a lot. Oh, look, I'm sinking right now. Um, but, you know, <laughs> like, um, but, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm around. <laughs> so... Okay, then uh, thanks everyone for watching. We'll try to raid Lord Safna, although I'm not sure if you need to be online for a raid to work. See. Well, I can. I'll I'll go ahead and if you guys want, I'll start up. Oh yeah, uh, sure. Okay. All right. So let me go ahead. I'm gonna start the stream now. It might take a few seconds to to get going, uh, but then we'll we'll hit it. Thanks, guys. And hey, thank you again for the invite. I mean. You know, Thanks I was hoping that, yeah, I was hoping all this stuff wasn't going to happen, of course. No, nobody wants all this yeah. stuff, oh, yeah. but it did. And, I mean, I am I really am glad that I was able to come and hang out with you guys, um, you know, and, and your community, by the way, guys. Those I, I've been watching chat. You guys have been so nice. So thank you. Like, seriously, you guys are, are saying really nice things, and it really does matter. So thanks. No, we were glad to have you. Definitely. Mute my stream. What? Oh, maybe. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) I I I, I think I fixed it. I don't know. Yeah. And we'll just get the raid off now. And. Cool. That's it. See you guys next time. Also.